1: God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race.
0: This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast
2: of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the
0: win. He back the judgment drag race for the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host. ABC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right, I got time out there. Oh, that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumb ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food.
3: Yeah. look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfectly.
0: Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food.
3: When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken. wings. It's Heavy Lunch,
0: Tyler Burnett.
3: It's episode 69 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. And it's a big one today as we welcome in a two-time USAC National Midget winner already in 2022, and that's the owner of RMS Racing, Dave Estep, will join the show today to talk about, you know, his career, how he started in racing, how he's gotten with Justin Grant and Thomas Meserol. And have become one of the powerhouses in midget racing. D Welch is in Daytona, so is Dave. He'll be joining us shortly. But D Welch, what are you doing?
0: Sitting here in my hotel room with my terrible internet. Shout out to the Residence Inn Daytona Beach Ocean Side. Every year, every the year. Old residence get, Inn, the old can't residence. get their internet figured out.
3: I uh, I was in Daytona a couple of weeks ago. I've drinking a lot of rum buckets at that Residence Inn, so they. You know, they they know how to pour. You have know how to pour heavy pour down there. I'm I've, the hot I've watched
0: you, watched <laughs> you drink them.
3: <laughs> I stayed at the uh the streamline when I was in Daytona,
0: birthplace <laughs> of NASCAR. Yes,
3: yeah, the birthplace of NASCAR. Big Bill France had a meeting with all of, um, you know the Southern racers down there at the top of the streamline hotel. You know it's a legend that everyone talks about, and um, they actually have regutted that place. The owner. Bought it for a million dollars, put six million into it, and they had to re-gut the entire inside of the restaurant, or not the restaurant, the hotel, and the shell is still there, but it actually looks pretty nice on the inside. I would def- definitely recommend it. It's right across from the ocean deck, right in the heart of heart down of, uh, down Daytona, because the residence in is way down there.
0: Yeah, it's almost not Daytona Beach.
3: Yeah, it's like almost Ormond Beach or whatever that, that beach is down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the North Turn.
0: I hear thing. your dogs. How are they?
3: They're doing good. Marshmallow, what are you doing? He just huffed at me because I talked to him. He said, <sighs> yeah, so <laughs> they're doing good. How's Janet?
0: She's good. Doing good. That's I great. miss her.
3: You miss her already? You just got there.
0: I know. I miss her. <laughs> it's been 24 hours. I haven't seen her.
3: You guys are coming up here for a wedding. I, I wish you could bring her up here because I want to see her.
0: I know. I wish we could, too. She'd like to see Marshall and Millie.
3: I know, but we'll be down there for your wedding, so yeah, which would be good. Uh, to, you know, the week after the Chili Bowl, I'll be recovering from my fourteenth of COVID. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, it's gonna be a good show today. Uh, like like I said, E Step, he he was a former he was a former racer too. He raced some like Super V stuff back in the day with like Roger Penske Jr. and Ari Leindyk and. Uh, you know, back in the day. So um, they're off to a hot start, man. Grant, you know, we can get into our Sun Dollar Restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. And um, we got to give a look potentially to Justin Grant, who has won the first two USAC National Midget races. Um, I knew I'm going to give mine to, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, sundollar.net is where you can find um, Jason and, and their company. They're based in Carmel, Indiana. They'll help you with water, fire, mold, restoration damage. We didn't see Zeb go down with the all-stars to Florida uh, this year, but um, they'll be on the side of Zeb's car when they kick off things uh, for the all-star season opener in Attica in April. Uh, who's your hat shake?
0: I got to give one to our buddy, Alex Bowman for uh, setting quick time at, at East Bay. Uh, I guess that was Tuesday night, um, you know, and has, has been down there at Volusia made a, made both features I think with the outlaws and, um, and, you know, was talking to him yesterday about it and, uh, you know, over here at the big track and, you know, it was, he was funny just talking about how, how much, you know, sensory overload it was to race at Volusia and then, you know, got back to East Bay and, and obviously felt a little more comfortable. So um, cool to see him having success. You know, he's going to run, I think he said close to 30 races this year, which is great, um, you know, to see him back on the dirt stuff a little bit more. So um, always nice to start the year off strong and, and cool for him to get a quick time.
3: That was. Um, I'll go through some of the winners here shortly, but I'll, I'll also give my hat shake real quick. Uh, yeah, nice, nice uh, run in the wing car for Alex Bowman, who, you know, said he struggled a little bit last year. I didn't think he struggled really at all. I mean, at Circle City, he, you know, put it in the show and was running the top five um, in that non-sanctioned show, and um, he's shown speed every time he's gotten in that thing. Um, I'm giving mine to Jade Abadishian, Um who led the majority of the uh, second feature at Bubba raceway park. I thought she had a shot at winning it. And uh, Grant even said in his interview, like I wasn't going to catch her in clean air. Um, You know, they, they, they were running a lot of, you know, buzz laps. The the track had gotten a lot of rain. So um, the track was pretty hammered down and she, and she snookered them on the restart or, you know, the initial start and took the lead. And and, um, they had a, a red flag, I think lap two, lap three maybe and then it started to rain um then they had another fuel stop at that point or, or maybe it was a little bit later after that they had a fuel stop and they were red for a little bit um and you know grant just got her in traffic there i think it was like lap 20 23 or 24 of 30 so you know <laughs> the first women in history to win a USAC national midget race is going to be the conversation all year long because there are, are very talented you know women drivers in the field right now you know with Kaylee Bryson and Taylor Reimer and and honestly we had not talked a lot about Jade Avedisian who who or Jade Avedisian is, is how you pronounce her name uh who drives for Chad Boat uh, Industries and you know she she nearly won a USAC midget race in her second uh race of the year I have a you know and Grant said it in victory lane she's going to become the first I mean she she has the, you know probably the best race craft she has a lot of experience in the micros she has a very fast car boats cars are some of the best right now um one of these small i think one of these small bull rings she might take it to him here bud yeah <laughs>
0: no, i mean i i think that it's totally possible that she uh that she could win this year you know i think um <clears throat> you know she doesn't have the experience you know that kaylee does or even even that taylor does really but Um, you know, she is super accomplished in the micros out in California, you know, where that's obviously very competitive. Um, and, and really, you know, for the most part, you know, she has been really solid in the midget and she's only 14, you know, so, I mean, she's only going to get better, you know, with, with experience and age. Um, so I think it's, I think it's very possible that she, you know, she could get it done. You know, obviously we know Chad's cars are good, so that's not going to be, um, you know, not going to be an issue. So, I think it's going to be fun. I think, you know, I think that I think that there is enough enough depth, you know, with the ladies this year that uh, and even somebody like Maria Kofer too, you know, who, you know, is going to run not the full year, but, um, you know, she's been fast, you know, when she's when she's raced with her new team Um and so I think it's going to be a great storyline to follow because I think it's I think legitimately this year is maybe the best chance for it to happen just because of the sheer numbers. You know, the odds, I think, are in our favor a little bit more. So I hope it happens. You know, I think, uh, you know, either, you know, any of those girls would be, uh, you know, worthy kind of champions of that cause, if you will.
3: For sure. So congratulations to those two on winning the Sun Dollar Restoration. Hat shakes of the week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. It rained an ass ton in Florida while I was down there. Um, I was there for 10 days. It rained for seven of them. Um, like I said, Justin Grant, winner of the two USAC National Midget races, the two all-star races we saw, Tyler Courtney winning. And then last night, the winner was Corey Eliason. He took a pretty uh, wild flip, and we actually have onboard footage of that on flowracing.com the first night where he took out a board on the backstretch there uh, at East Bay. It was funny in Victory Lane last night. He said, "I'm pretty sure that the cost of lumber uh, for the track owner is going to cost more than what the damage of the car was <laughs> because of how bad the uh, lumber prices are right now." But yeah, he he won last night, so congratulations to Courtney and Eliason for starting off the season that way. I know Gravel won, Sheldon Hodenshield won uh, with the Outlaws, um, and Donny Shots. I think were the three winners with the World of Outlaws in the three races. Uh, shield, man, he what, what happened in that race? You texted me, you don't, you don't hardly ever watch some of those races and uh, you were like, you know, gravel had a broken shock and they went, you know, side-by-side side at the line. That was a good race.
0: That was, I mean, that was race of the year candidate for sure. Uh, and it was race two. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Sheldon was in third when he took the white flag, you know, and him and sweet and uh, and gravel were right there and gravel didn't have a shock on the car on the right front from like halfway on and still, you know, almost one, Sheldon just, you know, ripped the, you know, ripped a really good one and two and then kind of got by him there coming to the checkered, but great race. I mean, it, you know, it was, was, uh, was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, after, after the first nights, you know, kind of uh track character complaints um, they had it a little more to those, those wing guys liking um, on the second night and it put on a great show.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so congratulations to those guys, extreme series, uh, stream outlaw series winner, CJ Leary won the first night. He also got the big Gator. He finished fifth or in the top five, at least in the second night, but Timez, um, you know, who drives for Davey step. We're about to talk to, he won the 10 grand to win final night with the extreme outlaw series at Volusia. Um, he was driving for Chris Dyson. So it's going to be fun to see what he and uh, Dyson can do. Uh, at Bubba here they're going to be practicing tonight and then they're going to race Thursday Friday Saturday with a USAC national sprint car series if you want to well actually you should because I've been extremely addicted to dirt draft right DirtDraft.com is where you can find our friends who are now uh, part of the podcast this is our second week having them on the show and it's it's uh, been a privilege to have those guys on the show um, you can play along with me and Potentially Dylan. I mean, uh, you know, we both have accounts. We're gonna we're gonna kick this thing off here with the USAC National Sprint Card series coming up uh this week. And um you can play along with us at dirtdraft.com. They have not posted the rosters yet as of Wednesday, February sixteenth, is when we were recording this podcast for Bubba yet. So uh we can't set our teams just yet. But um, you know, I I've I've been having a lot of fun. I've I've been getting my ass kicked. Um Shocker. Quite, quite a bit. I mean I'm not good at these things, right? Like I'm That's for sure. You're you're honestly better than me at some of this stuff, right? Because you did the uh well, remember when we won the Smackdown pool and 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 you know you took credit for all of it. <laughs> Cause I did all of it. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, so D is actually pretty good at predicting some of these, some of this stuff, you know. And it's a matter of, you know picking the right drivers and the right, you know, uh, combinations as far as, you know, what their costs is. And I've been trying to figure out the science, but it's really hard. My buddy, Ken Marks and Ethan Marks, um, Ken, uh, you know, we go to hockey games and stuff up here and, um, his son, Ethan races quarter midgets up here as well. And they are really good at dirt draft. Like last night, they almost won. I think Ken won a Lucas oil late model series event. I mean, they got it down to a science. So I'm trying to like cheat off their, uh, homework, uh, over 500 events from all the major series and events on Dirt Draft. Um, each you know event the user has $100,000 to spend basically. So, get on DirtDraft.com. New subscribers will receive a free Dirt Draft T-shirt. So, if you subscribe using promo code Flow Racing, you will um you know get a new T-shirt from Dirt Draft. So that that's uh, good. Um, we are also presented by QuickPits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 300. 50,000 parts and accessories from the brands you demand truck, Jeep auto and ATV with fast free shipping to your door. Use promo code flow sports at checkout for additional savings. That's quick pits. All right. Before we talk to Davey step, we lost a big time buddy of ours uh, over the, over the week this past week. And it's actually um, been eating me up uh, pretty bad here for the past week. Um, We're going to dedicate the show to him, even though he's probably, um laughing at us for for doing this right um kevin olson uh passed away this past week d welch he has got to be one of the the best guests we've ever had on the show we've had him three or four times he's every time been the most entertaining um probably the most listened to um but he was just a larger than life figure that we're going to miss dearly he was a friend not only to us, but he was a friend of a lot of people in the racing industry. And that was because, you know, just like we're we're about to talk with team as, you know, he he spoke his mind and he never had a dull moment in his life. That's accurate, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. I mean, he was uh you know, you we throw around the phrase one of a kind a lot, and I, I think that uh that phrase fits him truly because there was nobody. Nobody like him, you know, anybody who, uh, you know, has heard him tell stories or has read his columns in Sprint Card Midget magazine or, or just been around him knows that he, you know, any, the thing that I always thought was hilarious about him was that he, you know, like he wasn't purposely even trying to be funny. He just was funny. You know, like just the things he did and the stories he had and the way he told them, he just was a hilarious guy. Like, you know. And no, nobody else could do half the things he did. Like nobody else in this world probably could just drive to Muhammad Ali's house and knock on his front door and one, not be like scared shitless, but two, like become friends with him, you know, like just an amazing guy. And, and, you know, he's, you know, I've seen all these posts on Facebook and Twitter and, and everything else, you know, uh, you know, we shouldn't forget that he was a great race car driver, you know, USAC champion um, you know, winner of, of a lot of big races, Pepsi nationals, the HUD hundred, um, you know, was a, was a badass race car driver. And, you know, there, you know, people, I think, you know, nowadays just because they don't, you know, didn't see him race, you know, remember him for his open face helmet and t-shirt at the chili bowl and, and his funny stories, but he was a, he was a great race car driver too. And, and so, um, big loss, you know, obviously just, um, you know, I, I it's been, it's just, it's been a hard week. Like you said, Ty, you know, it's been sad and it's, it's sad to think that, um, you know, we're not going to see him anymore and, you know, not going to get to hear his stories and just, you know, now it's all going to be, um, you know, memories in the past. So, uh, going to miss him for sure.
3: Godspeed KO episode 69 and rightfully so is dedicated to Kevin Olson.
1: Breaker breaker one, two over and out. This is uh, Smokey and the Bandit here, rolling out of the uh, pit stall. No, man yet, sir. no, I think they call me the, the Japanese drifter. What do they call me? Uh, Tokyo, drifter. Tokyo drifter. Yeah, that's what they call me on Midget, Midget Monday. Tokyo drifter. So when you're rolling through the pitch, you just want to make sure you don't hit anybody. You know, kind of eye out the competition, you know, you got, you got Chad, but apparently I'm pulling up and there's literally nobody going to practice. So I think we missed on this one. Maybe we did, oh, we're going to get out there with, with somebody else. You know what? Gotta love you, Sack. Send them out. It's practice. Oh yeah, pulling the belts down right now. Got to make sure you're nice and tight. Got a dropper in gear here. Make sure it's in gear. We're in gear. So hold the brake. Let the brake go. Red switch, ignition. the track the car felt awesome yeah it did yeah track conditions dude this thing cuts everywhere like that last lap i stuck the bottom it tried to wheel it,
3: it?
1: i think the car is f-ing badass load it up yep good. the gear was good i think the car the car felt great there like
3: it pulled the gear okay oh,
1: whatever that means <laughs>
3: And welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast. Here on Flow Racing, we're now joined by a two-time winner in the USAC National Midget Series already this season. He owns the cars for RMS Racing. Will he and his son Matt do? Uh, it's Dave Estep. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing real well. It's good
2: to have you on the show. Real. Thank you. They're heading right? over to uh, heading
3: over to Ocala. Ocala. <laughs>
2: Well that's good. <laughs> or somewhere. I'm heading somewhere.
3: Old team has uh let a rip last night, didn't he in the extreme series?
2: He finally got it figured out. He got around there. He was uh he was flying.
0: It was Well and, and and Justin obviously had a good uh had a good run at Ocala last weekend, I guess. So uh your guys are your guys are on the ball here to start the year. That's good.
2: Everybody's hitting on all the cylinders. We're looking good.
3: So and, uh, I, I note I noticed uh, on on his onboard camera on Justin's, um, like you are directly at the car as soon as he comes in, like looking at data and, and helping him out. How hands on are you with the cars?
2: Very, very hands on. Mostly with the engines. We got Lacy running, working on on Justin's car, crew chiefing it. I take care of all the engines and. The power plants and the gear ratios and uh, fuel settings, and uh, she takes care of the, all the other stuff on Justin's car. We got Bill Guest and uh, working out with Thomas, and we just uh, just brought Danny Dryden on to help with Thomas. Also,
0: interesting. So what what does Danny What is Danny bring? I mean, he's obviously a super smart guy, but what 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 is he doing, or you know, to, to help you guys? He's
2: working mostly with Thomas. They they seem to seem to click real well, and he's working on the suspension part of that of that program, uh, trying to get Thomas com- more comfortable in his car.
3: You guys had a crew chief that worked with you last year, right? Is is um did I, did he come down like with an illness or something? Is that why he's not with you guys now?
2: He, he is, he, he came down with, uh, with COVID at chili bowl. Then he, uh, then he just had his gallbladder removed and, uh, we don't know when he'll be back or if he'll be back with us. I mean, he, he, he wants to sort of take it easy a little bit, which is okay.
3: Mm -hmm. Who is that again?
2: Donnie Gentry.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Donnie. Well we hope he gets, he gets better. I know. Uh, yeah, like, like Dylan said, it was a great start to the year. I want to go back to, like, so RMS is a fairly new team to midget racing, right? I mean, how, how long have you guys been midget racing now? What, three or four years? This will be the start of the fourth year.
2: And we, we, started, we started racing because of Dave Darling. Uh, he, he was invited to the St. Louis race and didn't have a car. Um, we bought a car from, uh, Brad Loyette and before we got home from Brad's, we had another car, we had a different engine package and it all took off from there.
0: What, what, um, I mean, what made you guys just decide to, to do it? You know, obviously Dave is Dave, but I mean, wh- why, why the decision at that time to, to kind of go all in and do it?
2: Well, we we have braced most of our life, uh, my son and, and myself and we got out of it and the timing was absolutely perfect to get back in and, and it worked out well for myself and Matt and, uh, we just decided to get back in. And when we got back in, we got in with both feet and more.
3: <laughs> what did you guys used to race?
2: We, st- my son started out in go-karts and then we went to the Enduro go-karts, the lay down ones. Then we went into uh, midgets. Um, I, I did some racing back when I was much, much, much younger. I did, uh, I did go-karts, midgets, and uh, formula super Vs.
3: What the heck yeah. is a formula super V?
2: It was known as the mini Indy cars. Uh, Roger Penske, Al Unser Jr., uh, R.A. Leiden Dyke raced them, Chip Canassi. Uh, it, was a, it was the start of the uh, Indy Lights, I believe, or the, that's what it was like.
0: What, uh, I mean, what's, what was like the horsepower and stuff with those cars?
2: Those were pretty low. They were right at, right at 200, they were uh, Volkswagen engines. Uh, they, when I originally started, they were the uh, air-cooled engines, and then they went to the water-cooled, and uh, then they went to ground effects, and you know it just got out of control, as a lot of racing does.
3: <laughs> does it? <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, and then and as and soon so, as, as they started putting, as soon as they started putting ground effects on it, it. It went it went crazy. I mean, it had uh, uh, Bob Riley and and Gary Pratt built the the cars that I own, um, and uh, Chip Canassi had two. Gary Pratt had a couple. I had one. Uh, they were they were pretty unique. Uh, but most everybody else had Rawls RT5s. You know, uh, that was the spec basically the spec car. We we were the odd one out. Are
0: you a, are you a first generation racer? I mean, or has racing kind of been always been in your family?
2: No, I was the first one to to race in the family. And then, you know, I, I I got out of it when I was probably 26, 27. And, uh, my son got into it when he was about eight years old with the go-karts and we progressed until he was about 15 or 16. And we started out in midgets after that.
3: And you guys, is it your son's business that you guys have your shop at?
2: No, it is my, it is not either one of ours. It's, uh, uh Joe Kojan. He, he has a uh, Enviropath and we built our shop with him and where his, his fabrication shop is in the back and our, and our, uh, uh, the race shop is in the front.
3: Okay. So that's, that's who the, who's on the uh, side of the car is EnviroFab. Yeah, it's, what kind of stuff does he do?
2: He does a lot of wastewater for tank washes, uh, a lot of stainless steel, a lot of stainless steel tanks, um, but any type of fabrication he does. He, he built a boiler trailer just recently, uh, which I use in my business uh, an awful lot. And it doesn't matter. He'll, he builds just about anything anybody needs.
0: So that's how you guys got connected. It's just kind of like a business-to-business business thing with his deal and then and with your guys' business as well.
2: Right. And Joe's been – we've been friends with Joe. Joe's been friends with Matt and myself for many, many, many years. Um, we actually built a midget back when my son was racing midgets. We built it in our shop, built the chassis. So, you know, we've, we, we've been friends a long time.
3: What is your guys' business? What do you do?
2: Mostly railroad work. We do high hazard environmental work for railroads when they have a derailment and the cars come off the track and go squirting everywhere and uh, chemicals leaking and on fire and blowing up. That's what what I do.
0: So how did how – did- like how did you guys get interested in racing or how did you get interested in racing? I mean, is that what is the business side of it? Is that what you've done forever? I mean, or just, or kind of, I guess, just explain how you, how you found racing.
2: I found it in behind my house with a go-kart. My, my mother and father bought me my first go-kart when I was probably eight. And I started, I carved a track out of dirt and started racing back there and, uh, I found a a racetrack and we, we started racing and, and I moved up the ladder and moved up the ladder and just kept racing. And, uh, my parents were supportive of that, which was good for me. And, uh, that's how it took off.
3: Did you grow up in that North, Northern Indiana area?
2: Yes. Um, no, actually it was in Illinois, uh, which was a stone throw from Northwest Indiana. We were about 26 miles from downtown Chicago.
3: Mm. So I'm guessing I'm guessing as a child you probably had the allure of the Indy five hundred and and IMS and everything. You probably, you know, that was what kind of attracted you as well, not only racing in the go-karts in the back, but you know, seeing some of the your heroes grow up there, right?
2: That is true. And 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 I had a friend who who uh, worked on a midget and it was just down the street from Gary Benthausen. And, and Merle's and we were you know he took me over there quite often so that that also triggered it
0: did you ever meet uh did you ever get to meet those guys all the time
2: yes <laughs> I as a matter of fact when, when Merle had that wreck in Michigan I uh went up to the hospital and 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 uh, and saw him when he when he was in the hospital I did get to meet him quite often.
3: I've recently been able to strike up a friendship with him. <clears throat> he actually looks healthier and, and better now, I think, than he did after that crash. I mean, he his body has really, like, you know, morphed itself. And, and he's, like, he could probably out-bench press me. I mean, like, he's <laughs> he's a very healthy person, isn't he?
2: He is very healthy right now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah, the the Bettenhausens, that's – a tremendous story never won the 500. The family didn't, but they they sure as hell chased it for a long ass time. Um, that's
2: it, that they did. And and you know, it was a, it was a shame that Gary got hurt in that sprint car because I think him and Roger could have a, had a good deal.
0: Yeah, they were good. The couple years or the one year they ran, they were they were good, they were close for sure to winning. Um, yep. so. Looking kind of you know back at the at your midget team now, um, you know you guys have you've gone from you know a, a startup to you know a powerhouse in a pretty short period of time. Um, I mean what's what's the secret? What have you guys what have you guys you know found that has worked for you guys that it's allowed you to have the the success you've had in, in such a short amount of time?
2: I'll be honest with you, I believe it's probably is probably my son's direction. You know he he. He's a very successful businessman, very successful, and he's kept us on track. Because Joe and I have, have, a, have, have, a, have a thing that we just sort of go off track once in a while, he brings us back. So that, is, that has been a biggest help and the dedication. You know, Joe and I work nonstop on, on the cars, trying and, to find better ways to do stuff all the time
3: innovating trying to make them faster for sure you mentioned darling oh, yeah. you mentioned yeah. Darland. uh how did you get hooked up with grant and, and team though like you know your your drivers now how 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 did you end up uh, getting to a point where these guys were your full-time drivers
2: well thomas my matt matt again knew of thomas he, he knows he remembers he he remembers stuff that i, I have no idea how but He knew he knew what Thomas had done and what he's done in the past, and he knew he needed a ride. And we we, we picked Thomas up, asked him if he wanted to drive for us, and he was very happy to do that. And and Justin, I'd been talking to Justin for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And he said that, you know, maybe someday we'll get together and we'll be, you know, I'll drive. We'll be driving for you. And that came to light uh, a year ago out in California. He was driving for Scott Petrie. And he said, I think I'd like to drive for you. And I was very happy about that. And actually, it was was Thomas Meserol who came up with that idea. He said he wanted someone on our team that was as good or better than he was. And uh, we were lucky enough to get Justin.
0: They definitely got two of the best. I think they. Uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure they. Uh, I don't know what their dynamic is, but I'm sure they push each other and motivate each other and want to beat each other as badly as they want to beat everybody else. Sometimes more.
2: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> more. But they 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 sit down a lot and talk about what's going on, about the setup, about how everything's running, and uh, it really has helped. Really has helped you know, one gets down, one gets up, one gets down, one gets up. And, uh, they're both there to help each other.
3: Yeah. I think after Grant's first win in Ocala this year, I went to go interview him and he and team as we sitting down for an hour already in the, in the RV talking it out. And, uh, you know, they both were fast, you know, they were, they were just, you know, having a conversation about what they needed to do to the cars to make it even better the next night. Uh, when I watched that GoPro footage, um, that thing looked like it drove itself. I mean, you guys you guys feel like you're really dialed in on the race cars right now?
2: We are. We, we feel like we've really got it figured out. Most of that on Justin's car is Justin Grant. He spends an enormous amount of time thinking about what he's going with the shock package, you know, with the tires, with the with the ladder. He just he just spends hours and hours on that, and uh, we we go through it, and 99% of the time we end up with what setup he has.
0: Yeah, how did that how did that trust kind of develop? And I know even Thomas, you know, has has his own ideas sometimes of things that he thinks are gonna work. How did that trust develop between you and Matt and your drivers? was it pretty instantaneous or, or did that have to kind of build up over time to just kind of let them do what they wanted to do?
2: I basically let them do what they want to do. Um, they, they have so much experience, um, that you almost have to let them do what they want to do because they, they know what the, they're, they're the ones sitting in the seat, you know, I'll tell them occasionally or, 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 Danny or, or Donnie would tell them, "Hey, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I think you need to do," and they mull it over and, and we come to a conclusion. It, you know, it isn't just a one-way deal. Uh, so we work all of us work together, but they they come up most of the time with the initial setup. Now both cars are not even close. Thomas is running, you know, foils on all fours and, and and Justin's running foils and and bars on the rear um, Justin didn't like the feel of the coils when he drove it so so it's, it's a completely different setup on both cars
3: and they both are fast as hell uh I know well team has, right the, the character team has, is one of the greatest characters in all of dirt track racing maybe in USAC history um you know do you ever have to like sit him down and be like come on like, you know, can we, can we chill out a little bit or do you just let him go? I let him
2: go. That's Thomas. You, you can't, you can't hold a, a racehorse back. You got to let him go. You know, there's, there's times I cringe, believe me. And there's times that he cringes after he says a few things, but, <laughs> uh, but it all works out. It all seems to work out.
0: He was up on the chip last night in his interview after the, uh, after the sprint car race. Did you hear that one?
2: I did. I did. I was right there.
3: <laughs> do, you listen, do you listen to all the interviews?
2: <laughs> oh, I do. I do. It, you know, he, he gets, he gets blasted. Um, he was getting blasted pretty hard about, you know, the crash over at, 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 uh, at Bubba. And he takes it personally, you know, and, and I get it. I get it. You know, people saying, Hey, Why can't you win win in the RMS cars? Well, he has won in the RMS cars. He won four races last year and probably should have won at least four more.
3: Um,
2: But that happened. You know, it's it's a tough deal.
3: It is. I mean, midget racing right now, I mean, you've been in it for four years, but just in those four years, midget racing is competitive as ever, right? We had 24 cars at at Bubba and – you know, three-quarters of them could have won, right?
2: That is true. That it's is just, true. It's, it,
3: it's competitive. It, it,
2: yeah. Look at the qualifying. You go from first to 18th, and you're probably, you know, three-tenths of a second between first and 18th. That's nuts. It's nuts. And it's good for the sport, though, really good for the sport. And getting nice. back to that Thomas interview stuff, I think he's good for the sport, and I think Absolutely. they should utilize him more. I think they should utilize him more. Um, that's my opinion.
3: Well, we utilize him as much as we can. Don't don't worry about that. Anytime I know this. <laughs> Anytime we can put his name on any piece of content we do, because it goes right. bananas. <laughs> yep, that it does. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking at Ocala, and before we let you go. Um, we noticed that our friend Walkapedia was on your car, right, uh, yes. for, for Christopher Bell's win at uh, DeCoin. So we were wondering if potentially we could be on the car when, you know, Bell races next so we can beat Larson in the flow racing car.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like that. That would have to be uh, that would have to be discussed with, with Bell and uh, and Matt. That 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 was that was done with Matt and uh, and Christopher. It was it was it was a true pleasure and honor to have uh, to have Bell in our car. Um, I I really enjoyed that. That was fun.
3: Well, you you handle it with Matt. I'm not worried about C Bell. I I can I can handle it with C Bell and uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like the BC 39 or something.
2: There you go. There you go. I would like that.
3: <laughs> you guys do but want to come back I, in your car though, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's, he's, I told him when he at, at Ducoin that he was anytime he wanted to ride, to call us. We, we would be more than happy to put him in.
3: Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Will we see you guys in DuCoin then?
2: You will see us in DuCoin. That was, we were not going to go, but we are now. Great. We were going to, We're you know, we're, we're, we're concentrating. We're really, really concentrating on USAC championship this year. And, uh, anything that's a distraction from that, we probably were going to take a pass on. Well, it's a non points race. Justin wanted Justin and Thomas saw the size of the person both wanted to go racing. So we're going racing.
3: <laughs> there aren't many 10 grand to win midget races out there anymore. So you might no. as well, <laughs> and it's not very far. I mean, it's not too far for you guys, right?
2: About four and a half hours.
3: Yeah. That's not too bad. Um, well, have fun at Ocala tonight and the rest of the week and enjoy the sun down there in Daytona. I know you and Dylan are both down there and, uh, enjoy the rest of the racing and then we'll see you in uh, March. All right.
2: You will see us in March. Thanks a lot, guys.